0: Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: The American frontier. The Japan Company presents Star in the West with Ida Lupino as Nancy Dale on the Cavalcade of America.
2: Dale? Mr.
1: Dale, this is our dance, I believe. Nancy, I was wondering if you'd forgotten your father. Not
2: at all, and he's quite the handsomest gentleman
1: here. Oh, thank you, my dear. I appreciate the compliment, but I'm afraid my years aren't adequate to a dance. That's nonsense. Come along, Pa. No, my dear, I'm sure there are younger men who are both lighter with their step and compliments.
2: Are you refusing me? Oh, no,
1: not exactly, Nancy. But uh, there's Jeff Rawling. Who has
2: had three waltzes already? Well, uh,
1: Kent Winthrop. who
2: keeps time by counting aloud. Eleven. Who confuses the ballroom with a fox hunt? It shows up in his dancing. He can't.
1: <laughs> then who shall it be?
2: Mm, that man with the red hair, talking with Mrs. Cromwell.
1: Him visitor here, Nancy, from Pennsylvania.
2: I want to meet him.
1: Nancy, is that ladylike?
2: No, but it's womanlike.
1: What? Did I send you to school abroad for six years to have you come home, uh, a minx? Uh, besides, he's only a visitor here. That's
2: all the more reason we should make him feel welcome. Mrs. Cromwell will talk him to death and follow all you. All right,
1: know. all right. Come along, Nancy. I beg your pardon, Mrs. Cromwell, and you, sir. Certainly, sir.
2: Oh, Mr. Dale, you promised me a dance, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, did I? Of course you did, Father. Uh, now, what? you
2: two run along. I'm sure the next dance will be a waltz, and you love to waltz, Father, remember? But I... Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, Mrs. Cromwell.
2: Oh, thank you. Now, Nancy, you take good care, Mr. Homer. He's very charming. Even if he does come from... Uh,
1: New Pennsylvania. Oh,
2: of course. I knew it was some foreign place. And now, Mr. Dale, can we show these young people what grace is?
1: An honor, Mrs. Blomberg.
2: Do you dance, Mr.
1: Homer? Well, after a fashion, Miss Nancy. May I?
2: Why, Mr. Homer, of course.
1: can be realized someday.
2: And you're going to try to make it come true.
1: Yes, I am. You see, Miss Nancy, Texas is going to be... Well, is a wonderful country. There are rolling hills and immense unbroken plains that stretch from one horizon to the other.
2: Sounds lonely.
1: It is lonely now. But someday, there'll be cities. Big cities humming with trade. And those plains and hills will be filled with farms and ranches and cattle.
2: And how do you fit in that picture?
1: I told you, I'm a school teacher. There'll be meeting schools in Texas. You see, civilization stops where education does. You
2: know, Mr. Holmer, I, I think you're quite wonderful. Why, Miss Nancy, I... I embarrassed you didn't like.
1: Well, it, it was
2: sudden. I'm sorry. What I meant was, all my life I've had this. Big house, servants, anything I wanted. And the people I've met have been just like me. Comfortable, self-satisfied, living in a rich, developed land. I went to school abroad for six years, and there I learned to be a lady.
1: And the result is quite wonderful.
2: Is it? I'm not sure about that, Mr. Homer. Sometimes I think my forefathers rather disapprove of gay dancers and hunts. And you? And I. And that's why I said you're quite wonderful, Mr. Homer. You're willing to give up a life in a land that's already developed, a one in a wild new Texas.
1: Oh, Miss Nancy, it's not being wonderful, it's just it's just having faith. And I like that even better.
2: Oh, really, Mr. Homer, your flattery sounds like a Virginian's.
1: It's meant as such, Miss Nancy. Well, look at all this, Nancy. These hills, that stream, houses, beautiful and white against the green. Someday Texas will be like this.
2: You're you're anxious to go, aren't you?
1: I I will be leaving in a few days.
2: Oh. Oh, I'll be sorry, Paul. What are you thinking about, Paul?
1: Nancy. You said the other day that you would be sorry to see me leave.
2: Yes, I will. Why? Oh, Paul, don't you know?
1: Yeah, I think I do but I can't ask you to go out there with me.
2: Then I'll ask you to take me. Father. Father.
1: Hmm?
2: What? Oh, uh, Nancy. I'm sorry, Father. Are you enjoying the nap so much?
1: Yes. I was.
2: Then you can go right back to sleep after Paul talks
1: with you. Oh? How do you do, Mr. Horner? <clears throat> good afternoon, Mr. Dent. Nancy, what have you got to talk about? Uh,
2: Paul wants to talk with you, Father, so I'll be out in
1: the dark. <clears throat> well, Mr. Horner, what is it? I, uh... <clears throat> it's no good beating around the bush, sir. I, I want to marry Nancy. So I guess. You've been visiting here quite a bit, haven't you? That's Nancy's invitation, sir. Mr. Homer, Nancy's only 19. I doubt if she really knows her own mind. Oh, I think she does, sir. You've known her three months, while I've known her only 19 years. Of course, you know her far better than I do. Mr. Dale, I, I don't think there's any need for sarcasm. We can discuss this like two gentlemen. I... Very well, sir. You asked me for Nancy's hand. Well, what are your prospects? I think you know, sir. I intend to go to Texas. And subject my daughter to a wild, ruffinly country. You forget, Mr. Dale, that this was a wild, ruffinly country when your forefathers brought their wives That's here. That's beside the point. It is the point. What are we to do? Let a great new country lie in waste because people are afraid of it? Where would any of this have been, sir, if the first Dale or the first Raleigh or Winthrop had stopped? I family? won't hear any more, sir. My answer is no. I can't take that answer without argument, Mr. Dale. I have a right to present my case. You have no right in this house. Mr. Dale, I refuse to be Paul. talked to like...
2: Paul! father. You two quarreling like drunken stable boys.
1: Nancy, I'm your father.
2: I haven't forgotten that. Nor have I forgotten that I love
1: Paul. Yeah, it's a silly delusion you don't know your own mind.
2: I'm not a child. Since neither of you seems able to agree, since you're unable to talk it over like gentlemen, I'll decide for both of you. Paul, I'll go with you as your wife.
1: Well, Nancy, Mr. Horner you heard her. There's no more to be said. Oh,
2: Father, forget that silly pride for a moment. One
1: of us must remember it. I, I'm i sorry I lost my temper, Mr. Dane. It's quite all right, sir. Nancy, you may take Mirabelle and Jeb. You may have the new carriage and four of the horses. Also, what household good you prefer?
2: I don't want any of those things, Father. Please, all I want is for you to understand that I love Paul. That can't... Change.
1: Then shall we say that I do understand, oh, please, and father. that I want you to have those things? There's nothing more to be said. But there is not on my part. Good day, Miss Homer. Nancy, Nancy, darling, maybe you should think it over for a while. Oh,
2: but I, I have thought about it, Paul. Ever since we met, I love Virginia, my home, my father. But I've always felt that there's more to this country than just small things one can reach out and touch. I didn't know what it was until you told me, Paul. Until you told me about Texas and your faith, your belief in it. Then I knew.
1: In what way, Nancy?
2: Well, I I knew there was something bigger, Paul, much bigger. And it's rising out of the West. A new country into which we can put ourselves, our children, into which we can put the same energy and faith that went into the making of these. There's a new star rising, Paul. A star in the west.
0: Here come Mr. Paul in jail. Now remember, Mirabelle, let me do the talking. Yes, but Mr. Paul's sure going to be upset when he sees what you done done.
1: What is all this? Lord, it sure looked like something happened as bad.
2: Nonsense, Jeb. We're going to Texas in the right way. Well,
1: Nancy, what have you done? Where's the carriage, the horses?
2: Paul, please sit down here.
1: Miss Nancy, what is that thing there?
2: Jeb, that's a covered wagon.
1: Lord, are we going riding that? <laughs> now, Nancy, what did you do?
2: Well, look, Paul, when we leave New Orleans, we'll be getting into country where there are no roads.
1: Well, I know that. But... And
2: a carriage would have been useless. Oh, I traded it for the wagon.
1: You traded? And the other things? The curtains? The silverware you took along? Everything's
2: traded. Traded for things you'll really need. A plow, seed, corn, wheat, and oxen.
1: But I wanted to keep those things for you, Nancy. I wanted to make some kind of a home uh, a little like the one you had.
2: I know you did, Paul. But it would have looked a little silly. Fine silver and silk draperies in a log cabin. No, Paul. We can do without them now we have the things we really need and can use. Oh,
1: but Nancy, I...
2: now help me pack. You see, we've got to leave soon because our first boy has to be born in Texas.
1: Now well, we should be almost there, Jim. Yes, Mr. Paul, we should almost be there. Seems like we done come across the whole country. Mirabelle? Yes, Mr. Paul. How's Miss Nancy?
0: Oh, she's fine, Mr. Paul, but you know we got to stop soon.
1: Yeah, I know, but we're not quite there.
0: And Miss Nancy just told me to tell you that you ain't supposed to stop till we're there.
1: Think we're
0: going
1: to make it, Mr. Paul? Oh, I don't know, Jeb, I don't know. We'll go as far as we can and stop when Miss Nancy... <laughs> yes, Mr. Paul, yes. Uh, Where are you going to call him? I don't know, Jeb. Look, what name sounds good? Well, let's see now. Let's see if we can. Oh, Lordy, Mr. Paul, you two ain't got nothing to say about it. Miss Nancy
0: done got a name for
1: it. Oh, what is it, Mirabelle?
0: She gonna call him Texas, Mr. Paul. (laughs) What are we gonna do if it's a girl?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That we leave up to Miss Nancy, too. (laughs) Oh, oh, who's that, Mr. Paul? I don't know, Jeb. Oh, who are they? Hey, Jeb, take one of these guns. Yes, sir. Well, uh, mine's Jones, Jack Jones. How do you do? Well, now, don't you know no better than to be going along at night? Oh, this year's Big Jim Brock. Howdy. How are you? Look here. Where are you heading? For Texas. For Texas? Yes. <laughs> oh, Mr. Homer, <laughs> did you cross a creek a while back? About ten miles, yes. Then, mister, you crossed over into God's own country. Homer, welcome to Texas. We's here. You sure? <laughs> Hey, Bronx, what's that? Mr. Paul, Mr. Paul, come look at Texas. A uh, uh, Texas block? Hey, gentlemen, I, I haven't got any stogies to pass out, but I, I just became a father. You are listening to Ida Lupino as Nancy Dale with Bill Johnstone as Paul in Star in the West on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by the DuPont Company maker of better things for better living through chemistry. The second part of our story opens seven years after Nancy and her husband Paul first came to Texas. A party is in progress in the former barn.
2: Yes, I'm glad you could come. Oh, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. My, when I look around this barn and see what you and Paul did. Oh, no, what everyone did. You and Jack, Jim, brought the rest of the neighbors. We all built the just as we're all building taxes. Well, it's been hard sometimes. But worth it. <laughs> worth all the trouble and work and heartbreak of seven years. Nancy, ain't that Paul coming now? Why, yes, it is couldn't be home this early if there
1: wasn't something wrong. Paul! Paul! An answer, Miss, We got to stop this party right now. What, Paul, what's the matter? You'll hear. Uh, folks, just a minute. Now hold the music, boys. Folks, I hate to be busting up a party in my own place, but I got some news that can't wait. I've been south all day on a surveying trip, and I, uh, I got news that a Mexican army on the Santa Ana wiped out the Texas garrisons at Goliath and the Alamo. Now wait, wait. That Mexican army is coming on. And Sam Houston. Sam Houston's given orders. All families, women, and children have to move north and east. All able-bodied men must make their way to San Jacinto to join Sam Houston's Texas army. That's all.
2: Oh no, Paul. No, it can't be true.
1: It is, darling. You've got to go. And you. Sign your syndrome.
2: And you want me to leave all this? All I've fought for? All these years of fighting the earth to grow our crops? Building a home, losing it, and building again to raise our
1: children? Nancy, we're still going to fight for it. But you can't stay here. And I'll go with you. No, that's impossible. We must go with the others. With Bess and the other women. But, Paul, I... It's settled, Nancy. Now, Jeb. Jeb! Yes, sir, Mr. Paul. You go with Miss Nancy in Texas. Mirabelle, too. I can fight, Mr. Paul. I know, Jim. But Nancy and the boy will need you.
0: We should have gone with the others in the three days. Oh. What are we going to do? Sandy Santa Ana come here. I, I don't know, Jeff.
1: Fight, I guess.
0: Us three fight?
1: Oh, that's going to be a bad thing.
2: <gasps> what was that?
1: Shooting. Jeff. Yes? Grab the lantern. quickly.
2: Take your gun. Get to the back window. I'll set the front. Moonlight
0: outside making it bright like day. Don't shoot until you have to, Jeff. Nancy, you can't shoot no gun. You just can't. quiet, Mirabelle. It's Nancy.
1: Somebody coming on a horse. Lord, he's a right good target here to move. He fired that shot because he saw the light.
2: Jeff. Mirabelle. It's Paul.
0: It's Paul. Oh, thank the Lord. Oh, thank the it Lord. It is. Mister Paul and come back. Paul. Paul. Oh, my
2: darling, Paul. Nancy, uh, Nancy. You, you little fool. You stayed. I couldn't leave, Paul. I sent Texas, but... but you're all right.
1: Yes, Nancy. We licked them at San Jacinto. Capture Santa Anna. Oh,
2: Paul, please hold me tight. Tighter, darling.
1: But I'm telling you, Paul, it ain't right. We come into this country and make something of it. And as soon as it's... Fit for living, some crackpot is all for getting into the Union. Look at it this way, Jim. If we go into the Union, we'll be better able to build schools. We'll have a whole government behind us. We've got a government now. But this is 1845, Jim. And Nancy and I have been in Texas 16 years. Surely we have as much right to be called Texans as anyone. And we don't think... Nancy, I can't argue with fancy talk like his. You tell him that it ain't right. Well, Jim,
2: I'm just as proud of Texas as you are felt the same thing you did when the Lone Star flag went up.
1: Uh, you see, Paul?
2: No, Jim. That's not an argument against joining the Union. It's an argument for it.
1: Well, uh, I'm turned if I see that.
2: Well, to the East Jim Estate they were built by men like you and Paul and Jack Jones are the same kind of men who died in the Alamo for what they thought was right. They thought something else Jim. They fought and they knew but there was strength in union. But men who love liberty and freedom and democracy would and should always band together to protect ourselves. You see, Jim? Sure, I see that. And we have the same decision to make, Jim. The decision to stand weakly as a separate, smaller democracy or join the greater and help build a new nation. We're Texans, Jim, but we're Americans, too. Mirabelle. Yes, Miss Nancy. Mr. Paul will be home late. Keep the wood warm for us. Yes, ma'am. Oh, ain't that him coming now? Why, no. No, it's not. It's Mr. John. Hello there, Jack. Howdy, Mrs. Hallman. Oh, Mrs. Hallman, Jack, what's the matter with you?
1: Well, I, I just come from the election, Nancy. Oh,
2: the vote went the other way. We're not joining the union. That's wonderful. Mirabelle, Jeb, Texas is a state in the Union. Or Jack Paul will be so happy, or maybe he knows already.
1: Riding over the bridge at Paco Street, it'd have been all right if he'd have got thrown in the water, but...
0: You can go back to Virginia. Your father would be powerful glad to have you. Go back
2: to Virginia. No, Mirabelle. No, we'll stay here. Oh, but we'll snap. stay here, Mirabel. We'll stay because that's what he would have wanted. Yes? Yeah. Nine years ago we stayed when we thought the Mexican army was coming. We stayed through droughts and floods failure. We stayed and fought against the earth until we won. We'll build on Mirabelle. We'll build a school that Paul dreamed of and never saw. Never saw because first had to turn his hand to a greater job. That of building a land to receive the school. We won't be alone because men and women will come to this land with vision before them and faith in their hearts as we did. Yes, we'll stay because the star in the west has risen high.
1: Our star, Ida Lupino. Well, Miss Lupino, I suppose you know the eyes of Texas were upon you tonight.
2: Jane, I enjoyed being a part of tonight's cavalcade. cake. And paying tribute to the men and women, who made Texas not only the biggest state in the Union, but
1: one of the finest. And I'm sure the Texas feels as we do, Miss Lupino. That you gave not only a splendid performance as Miss Nancy but also a gracious tribute. And I'm certain that your acting in the forthcoming Warner Brothers' picture, Devotion will give more cause for cheers, not only in Texas, but all over the country. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, James. Good night. Listen in next week when the Cavalcade of America will star Brian Dunlevy in a thrilling story about an incident which gave American industry its life blood. Called The Case of the Tremendous Triple. Music for tonight's DuPont Cavalcade was composed and conducted by Robert Armbruster. The cavalcade play was written by Bernard Rain. In tonight's cast with Miss Lupino were William Johnstone as Paul, Francis X. Bushman as Dale, Lillian Randolph as Mirabelle. Earl Smith is Jeb, and Ed Max, Margaret Brayton, Ruth Parrott, and Franklin Parker. This is Tom Collins inviting you to listen next week to Brian Dunleavy in the case of the Tremendous Twifles and the Cavalcade of America, brought to you by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware.